Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna front. We just recorded an entire episode and didn't actually record it. Yeah, on the bright side we did it was like an hour long. It was a great episode and it was, it was fantastic. We talked about too all long. of these topics in very much detail. <laughs> and you'll never hear it. No. Uh it is Tuesday, January seventh, twenty twenty, our one hundredth episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is good to be in your ears this afternoon. Um, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon right across from me if you've never listened before. Um, we got a lot to get to in this episode. News, quick reactions, and then uh, part two of our 2019 fantasy football recap. Uh, so let's let's do this before yes. we get into the news. Check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at the Fantasy Champions. If Facebook is your thing, go to facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions and like us on there. Subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, literally wherever you can find a podcast. Um, make sure you click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news first. Do you have anything nice to say? You look like you just died a little inside. Because I did. We just <laughs> recorded this whole show. He's and like, no. It's I'm very tired already. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, it I am having a trouble I'm having a hard time talking right You're now. You're having a troubled time talking. <laughs> I'm having trouble troubled time talking. Um so let's get oh, I I we're gonna get into the news, but I wanted to give a quick coaching recap uh of this past week of, of events. Okay. Um, so right now we have, uh, the Cowboys, the Redskins, the Panthers, the Giants, and the Browns who all need head coaching positions. They, they, they fired their head coach. They said, we're done with you. You trash bag. We want to win football games. Um, and so the Giants hired Joe Judge from the New England Patriots, wide receiver slash special teams coordinator. So, um, that's a terrible decision. (laughs) Yeah, that's in it. Very, very odd decision. (laughs) Uh, a, a lot of people are like, oh, Joe Judge, he did the, the Patriots receivers were terrible. It's because of his special teams. They blocked like five points. But he's still just a special teams coach. But they also did some really stupid stuff on special teams. Too, Which so they did, yes. That's, that's a thing. But anyway, uh, so the Giants get their guy, I guess. Uh, and then the Panthers hired Matt Rule from Bar- Baylor. Haven't done much research on him. Don't know much about him. Uh, I don't really like head coaching hires from college football. Makes it hard to analyze. <laughs> yeah. It also doesn't work out 90% of the time. Um, <clears throat> the Redskins hired Ron Rivera, um, which is a great hire for them. Yeah, good hire. Um, and then the Cowboys hired Mike McCarthy. And Thoughts? You like that one? I, I'm not a big – I hate Mike McCarthy, but he is probably better than Justin Garrett. So Yeah. Um, this does hurt my love of Zeke a little bit. I don't think anything can do that. No, nothing can do that. I hope he doesn't like go committee. I, t- I told you. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. He's a big committee guy. I said, I, said, uh, I said Tony Pollard is about to get 15 yeah. carries a game. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, though, wouldn't be shocked if they were like, we're going to conserve Zeke and go about 15, 15 carries for Zeke and 10 for Pollard every week. Oh, that would be so gross, dude. I'd get so mad. Ugh. Yeah, you'd, you don't even know if Zeke's going to be on your team. <laughs> 
Bro, Zeke's going to be on my team. He's been on your Don't team you every worry. single year. But. Don't you worry. Uh, that leaves the Browns with a head coaching vacancy. Um, guys that are rumored to uh, be in this conversation are the 49ers, uh, defensive coordinator, don't know his name, uh, offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, Eric Benemy, and then the offensive coordinator from the New England Patriots, Josh McDaniels. So uh, the Browns have their work cut out for them. They don't have to uh, rush to sign a head coach. They can take their time. Uh, and think about it because everyone else rushed to sign a head coach, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it, they're not even great choices, except Ron Rivera for the Washington Redskins. So I don't know who's going to land this job. I, I would think it's a good job to land. So much talent. So much. Uh, everyone is like 180 on the Browns from last year. It's no, like, it is a good job. But they, it's went, like, they went 6-10 and 10 with... Like, with Trash kitchen. Half, half of you is like, yeah, it's a good job, and then the other half of you is like, it's the Browns. Let's, Baker's a good quarterback. He doesn't. Uh, oh God! You don't think he played bad this year because he hated Freddie Kitchens? No, there was, I don't. There was there was reports. I absolutely don't. There were reports that like literally. Did you hear? He hated Hugh Jackson too. There, He's hated every. Their their offensive coordinator. This is not this is not about Baker and Freddie Kitchens. This statement. Their offensive coordinator literally would set up a game plan for the entire week that Freddie Kitchens would agree with. They'd go through the first drive script, and then after that, Freddie Kitchens would throw Freddie Kitchens would throw the entire thing in the garbage and start calling what he wanted to call offensively. Well, Freddie Kitchens is so a clown, all of the preparation. I'm, I'm just saying Baker that. Mayfield is was ter- absolutely terrible this year. Okay, and I'll draft him, and that will be very dumb of you. <laughs> Not saying he's a bad quarterback. Yeah, you just did. I said he's a good quarterback, and you went. You said he, I, didn't think, I didn't say he was bad. I also very much didn't say he was good. <laughs> he's a good quarterback. The jury's still out for him. Okay, all right, whatever. Um, but anyway, it's a good job. It's you got you got your potential quarterback of the future. If you re, if you don't believe in Baker Mayfield, whatever. I think he's a good quarterback. Um, you got a lot of offensive talent there. Um, David Njoku, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb. So if there's some good pieces there. They can they they can figure something out if they make a good head coaching hire. Um, but anyway, the, the Browns are still vacant a head coach. Um, speaking on Tuesday, Jets GM Joe Douglas admitted the team will listen. He's as good as gone. To this man. Yeah, he really is. What's his name? Adam Gase didn't even want him when he no. signed. So any chance the Pats? No. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but no. just just asking for a friend. <laughs> Uh, the Browns fired GM John Dorsey. Um, I love John Dorsey. Yet. I, yeah, I don't think that was a good firing. That's just um, the Browns being the Browns. The Saints head coach Sean Payton said uh, Drew Brees is still um, playing at a high level. Don't really know what that means, Sean Payton. <laughs> That's good for <laughs> Drew Brees, I guess. It's alluding to the fact that he's like, please come probably, back. Yeah. <laughs> I actually hate Teddy Bridgewater, Drew. Please come back. Let's put our coach speak hat on. Please come back, Drew. <laughs> exactly Teddy Bridgewater was pretty, I love pretty solid. Drew. Yeah, whatever. I do like Teddy Bridgewater. I thought you were going to say a cross between Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees. You were like, I love Trinity Brees. Trinity. And then according to ESPN's Jeff Darlington, it is far from a guarantee that impending free agent Tommy Brady will return to the Patriots in 2020. Ooh, Sparks. <sighs> So I don't know when that report was, but um, I'm assuming that they didn't take into consideration that the only team that he could go to now is the Brownies. 
Because you're saying he's got to follow Because he's got to follow See, I don't... We already had this he's discussion. He's going to follow McDaniels. I don't know if he has to follow... I think if he goes somewhere, he's going to have to pick... Like, he yeah. would have his... He would have to ha- have, like, an offense coordinator that he knows. Yeah. He would have to have his guy. The so, Giants. following McDaniels would make sense, but I don't think it I necessarily has to... I don't see... He's not going to... Like, there's so. teams that want quarterbacks. Miami Dolphins? <laughs> do you think he's going to go play There's for legitimate people saying that they think he's going to I do not. <laughs> I absolutely don't believe this. People think he's going this. to Miami? People, Mike what? Felger of 98.5 said he's either going to retire or go to Miami. That's That was his two guesses. That's local radio if you didn't know people. Yeah. Um, that's funny. Yeah. What? So Okay. All right. Miami Good is, luck, Tom. Because it's, it's like L.A., my, like he's not going to Cleveland because it's the it's Cleveland. He's not going Tom to Cleveland. Tom Brady doesn't think like that though. I, That's the problem. Giselle thinks like that. TB12 no, thinks like that. No, because it's not where they're gonna live. Giselle could hop on a plane and go wherever she wants at any given moment true. with her family. Like they're not but, a normal. I know family. Brady. Philip Rivers has seventeen <laughs> kids, so him uprooting his family in San Diego to move to LA is a lot of work for him. But for a guy like Tom Brady, he has. Three kids, and he can fly all over the country wherever he wants. His that. wife is a supermodel. I know. It doesn't matter where he goes. But there's he'll a probably lot end of, up in New England. There's, a, I agree. <laughs> I think he'll probably either retire or play another year with the Pats. But if he is going to go anywhere, yeah, I don't think he he's going to go to a low market. Like it's got to be like LA. Because I know you don't. You said he doesn't think like that. Miami's not a hot market. By the way, well, it's more than Cleveland is. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, the TB12 brand. You're trying really real. hard to sell me on this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just thing. No, believe me, I'm not. <laughs> but oh boy, uh, let's get right into our quick reactions. Um, we're going to discuss our biggest thoughts from Wild Card Weekend. Um, we'll start off, I guess, with the old men being eliminated. Brady and Breeze. See you later. Yeah. See you later, alligator. I was bound. I'm not gonna finish your <laughs> sentence. I refuse. He's like, nope. I'm not in on that. But uh, uh, yeah, it's a long time coming. All the old guys are starting to get pushed away. Yeah. As you were saying to me earlier, but yes, the, the new regime. <laughs> new the new regime's coming in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think uh, both of these guys should head out the door and retire along with Do Philip Rivers and I think yeah the the, even Big Ben Eli Big Ben. Philip Rivers, I think Drew Brees and Brady, if they want to, though, can play another year. Not necessarily for their teams. Imagine Brees going somewhere else. You're that is this. interesting. You're loving. This oh, I, I, I am loving yeah, this. About Tom Brady. <laughs> well, not, not about, about like of somewhere yeah, else no, no, no. playing somewhere else. Yeah. But uh, anyway, both the Saints and the Patriots were eliminated uh, in uh, kind of upsetting fashion, almost. Yeah. Um, the the Neither Vikings, of those teams were really the Viking situation was a little bit less. The Saints might have had a chance, and you can make the argument New England might have had a chance, but I don't mm-hmm. think either team was going going to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Um, Kamara had seven carries in the game against that the, uh, is the just Vikings. Very odd. Um, I noticed that Latavius Murray is seeing an uptick in work. I think they're trying to get it back to the Mark Ingram, uh, Alvin Kamara days because Kamara f- is more efficient in that set. I guess I don't know, um, but that's an interesting scenario. Um, he has averaged like 12 to 14 carries a game over the course of the entire um, – or not the over the course of the entire season, over the course of the last four or five games. So um, it's, that's interesting. 
He makes me a little nervous because of his uh, touchdown regression going into 2020. He'll probably end up being like the sixth or seventh running back taken off the board, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Um, Adam Thielen had 120 yards on seven catches, so he's back. A lot of people have been forgetting about Adam Thielen um, in a large variety. That's the right word. I yes, I hope they really, really forget. I want him to be a sixth-round pick. Let's get it. I need another good wide receiver pick in the late rounds next year. <laughs> um, and then we have DK Metcalf, who might be a monster. He had 160 fantasy points. <laughs> 160 yards, not fantasy points. 160 yards and a touchdown um, coming away with 20-plus fantasy points. He also caught seven passes. If this is what you get all season next year for DK, he's going to be a monster wide receiver. Problem? He's in Seattle. Yeah, that's kind of an issue. I don't. You look at last year, and you even look at a lot of this year. Yeah. Russell Wilson likes to spread the ball, right? So, and once teams figure out a TK Metcalf can't run many routes. No, he runs straight. Yeah, that's he runs. I still very much like him though, and, I like, runs, and I've always liked him. But. He runs straight forward, which is yeah. so. He's hard. such a beast, though. Like athletically, yeah, dude is built. If they could get him to do anything else, yeah, then I watch thought it out. was so funny during the off season when people like would comment on his um his route running. They would like there was the DK Metcalf truthers that would go on Twitter and they would share videos of DK Metcalf running routes really slowly, and they'd be like, "See, he can run routes," and I'm like, "It looks like a freaking trash bag," <laughs> like. <laughs> All he did was run straight, and then but then he would do like these curl routes, and it would be like stopping like a Mack truck, <laughs> turning it around, and they they'd be like, "Great route runner, great route <laughs> runner." I'm like, I've seen guys who are way quicker than that, but are they six foot? No, something no. with. He's the Derrick Henry of the NFL, of of wide receivers, of wide receivers, and big for Henry. bulky, yeah, wide receivers. Well, I mean, I don't know if he could teach him how to run a route, we're good. But anyway, let's move into our 2019 Fantasy Football Recap Part 2. We're going to discuss the top 12 wide receivers, the top 12 tight ends, and then we'll wrap up the show and uh, give you a little a sneak peek into what, of our, what our next show will be. Wake up, Rick. Wake up. You did have to wake me up a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's falling asleep right now. I am. Gosh. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, Michael Thomas had 300 fantasy points. This year, 18 fantasy points a game. He finishes the number one wide receiver in fantasy football, and he had 77 more fantasy points than the next closest guy. <laughs> that, that's so ridiculous. Uh, Michael Thomas, man. I just I just wish he was on my team. Yeah. I, I tried to trade for him. I really did. You almost ended the dude's season <laughs> by trading for him. I, I and that same guy won the championship, so look at yeah, like that. Yeah. That's how good Michael Thomas um, was. No, I, I remember you were telling me you thought, I was like, who do you think is a league winner? Hoping that you would say Chris Godwin. And uh, and you, you were like Michael Thomas. And I was like, well, he's a second-round pick. You're not really, that's not really a league winner, is it? Yeah, when you're that um, dominant. Yeah, when you get uh, 20 points a game every single week over Which the is ridiculous. Of, like the fantasy playoffs, you should you should get some kind of trophy yourself for that. But anyway, he he was so freaking good. Um, the consistent the, the biggest thing about Michael Thomas that separated him from everyone else 
was the fact that he was consistent. Like, oh yeah, you look at you look at other guys, Julio Jones, right? Mike Evans, you got Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan um, Allen, Devonte uh, Devonte Adams, who didn't Amari finish Cooper. on this list. Well, Devonte Adams Cooper, was actually he was good, but he was also inconsistent in the early part of the season before he got hurt, um, which is how you traded for him. Yeah, that is true. He, um, but Cooper at, Cup, like literally everyone, like in the top twelve, had like inconsistencies in their games. Whereas Michael Thomas literally was just good. Yeah, <laughs> like it was. Yeah, every, that's true. Like it was hard. That's why I was trying so hard to get Michael Thomas in trades in multiple leagues was because you saw what he was doing on a week to week basis, and you were like, He's getting twenty a week. The consistency is yeah. there. You know what I mean? You like that's what you're looking for in fantasy football is consistency. Um. I don't know if you had any more thoughts on Michael Thomas. No, not really. Okay. I wish I drafted him. Chris Godwin is the number two wide receiver. He was uh, ADPing a late fourth round, I believe. Yep. And uh, I drafted him in the sixth, sixth. round. Let's get it. Uh, Which we, we both said we loved going into yeah. the season. Chris and Godwin he, in the sixth round. His value just wasn't and there. And then all of a the sudden end. he was like an yeah. early fourth round pick. And we're like, what? Um, but he finished. He played 14 games, finished as the wide receiver two. Um, and he was he was vying for the wide receiver one spot for for a oh, yeah. while before Michael Thomas decided to get twenty points a game for the, the entire season. Um, <laughs> but Chris Godwin, yeah, he's he's been. I, I don't know if he can repeat it. That's my. What I would say is, dilemma. if Winston comes back, I do think there's a chance he will repeat it. If Winston is gone and they go in a new direction for quarterbacks, yeah. Uh, this was a I don't know. This was a higher scoring year. Um, for well, it was an interesting year because the scoring last year was more spread out among wide receivers. This year, it was more top heavy, um, and so you saw guys like Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, you know, Julio off, Jones, yeah. you know, like like it was literally just Chris mostly Godwin, Michael, Michael Thomas, Thomas. Yeah. Mostly, Michael mostly Thomas. just Thomas. But like last year, the top guys were like two eighty five, two seventy five, two sixty five. Like it was like you had a lot of guys above two fifty this year. The the scoring was a lot more spread out, but yeah. a lot more guys finished in the top two hundred. So, I mean, in the um, top, I don't mean top two hundred. I mean like finish with, above with two hundred. Finish above two hundred fantasy points. So, um, it is interesting to see that. But Chris Godwin, I just think when there's a season where DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas are all playing well again, um, you know, or Michael Thomas did play well, but if if DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams join him at the top, and Julio Jones doesn't take any step backs, take any steps back, uh, I think Chris Godwin will probably fall out of the top five and probably be a six or seven guy. But yeah. I think there's gonna be a lot of people that draft him like second or third off their board, and I don't like that at all. Yeah, like it's the third wide receiver at the back end of the first round in a twelve-team league. Can you can you see that? I can see that. Gosh, and I hate it. Yeah, which I, don't like that either. I won't draft Chris Godwin next year. I'm gonna look for the new Chris Godwin. <laughs> Agreed. I 100 um, agree with that. But take. anyway, that's a good take to have. Number three is <laughs> I 100 agree with that take. That's a good take to have. That yes, absolutely. <laughs> Do not draft Chris Godwin unless he's like he's, I 100 because this dude's gonna go in the first round, like you said. He's gonna go in the yeah. end of the first round, right? Or early second round. You're, the whole point is to look for. What the you next said, guy. The next guy. Yeah. Right. It's um, the Mahomes. Uh, the Mahomes. Instead of the butterfly yeah. effect, we're going to call it the Mahomes effect. The Mahomes effect. Um, Julio Jones had 224 in 15 games. He was bad in the first half of the season, came on in the second half, and started playing a lot better. Um, Mostly just the last three weeks. He might have. If you, if you didn't like freak out and trade him, 
He might have been on some fan championship well, teams. Don't look at me. I was losing either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Cooper Cup. Went off early part of the season. Um, I, remember, I remember specifically. I need to start saving the, uh, the ECR ranks each week from fantasy pros because there were some there's some wacky things that happen they were ranked uh they ranked keenan allen and cooper cup experts ranked them in the top three for rest of the season rest of season after yeah. week four and um I like cooper cup was a was ranked in the top five he was like five or six and uh he stayed there for quite a while until he got like he kind of fell off a yeah, little bit he did but um but he he ended up in the top four somehow. It's so funny looking back at he, the end of the season a, and going, "How did these guys get here?" He like, had a monster start. What happened? Then he kind of fell off. But he was at the end of the year kind of consistent again, like yeah. double digit points. So he had like a few really bad bus games, but he had, mm. I remember he had a few pretty good games too. He just wasn't the same player as he was in the beginning of the year, but it was good enough that he finished in the top, top right. five. Right. Um. Yeah, I mean, as far as next year is concerned, I hope people don't draft Chris Godwin and Cooper Cup like their top five wide receivers. You know what I mean? Because I just don't think they are. Just yeah. knowing, like, like Brandon Cooks had the worst season of his entire career, finishing, like, what is it, wide receiver 60? Like, he was bad. Yeah, he was terrible. And, um, and, and so I don't think that's going to happen yeah, again next I'm, year. I was huge on Cup going into the year. But next year, I'll probably be the complete opposite. He did have a – so the reason why he finished in the top five, I think, yeah. was from week 13 to week 17, so the last five games of the season. Yeah. 15, 12, 13, 11, He touched down every single game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He had one yeah. touchdown a week. So so Cooper Cup, you know, we'll, we're going to get to him in uh, in a new series we're going to do. Um, but I think I think it's interesting to see him at number four, which is something that people did not anticipate going into the year. Um, we have Ken. Uh, we have uh, DeAndre Hopkins at number five with 217. He had a uh, he missed a game and he was he struggled in the early half of the season, but he came on in the second. This is not the same DeAndre Hopkins that you ex- you usually get, um, which yeah. was kind of weird. He scored like 50, 60 points under what he usually gets. So it was kind of surprising to see him in that position. Was but, it the addition to Kenny Stills in a full year of Will Fuller? Even though it wasn't a full Will, year. Will Fuller was not a full year and Kenny Stills was hurt <laughs> half the for, time. For Will weird. Fuller, that was a full, <laughs> full year. Considering <laughs> it, usually it was only a, plays like one It game. was a weird season for DeAndre Hopkins because he still got the same amount of targets a game as the year the year prior. Yeah, no, His just, difference, yeah. the difference for him was the fact that he just didn't, he wasn't being targeted as frequently in the red zone for some strange reason. It was going to like Darren Fells. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was kind of. I don't know if that continues. He had a little bit of a touchdown regression, but hopefully there's a positive regression in the opposite direction uh, for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kenny Galladay came in at number six, finished as a wide receiver one. He was a good draft pick, but uh, it kind of sucked because you had to start him every single week, regardless of the uh, the torture that you were put through um, of whether he got a twenty point game or did not. That's what you get for having an inconsistent wide receiver. He actually kind of not in terms of like play style of play, uh-huh. but the way he kind of has come up, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Tyreek Hill, um, because Tyreek Tyreek Hill had like a good season, and then his I think his second year of his career he broke out and became like a I think he was the number one wide receiver in fantasy or something like that. He was like top three. He was like top three, and then the following year he was number one. But I remember the two years prior, he was so friggin' inconsistent that it was gross yeah. to even take him. Like, even when he was, like, a top three wide receiver the first year he broke out, it was, like, a 
very inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, it was. Season. And it was like something you didn't want. Kenny Galladay is the same way. So maybe fair. maybe yeah. Kenny Galladay can turn it around but, and get a full season of freaking Matthew Stafford under his belt. <laughs> yeah, but there's still going to be a lot of weapons. Yeah. Are you saying the Lions are the next Chiefs? With TJ Hawkinson no, being stop. Travis Kelsey? Is that what you just said? No. Did that come out of your mouth? R- ridiculous. I did not say that. You but heard it here first, I'll everybody. Take clip. <laughs> I'll take that clip. Um, Devontae Parker comes in at number seven as the waiver wire ad of the year, probably. Um, yes. He came on a little bit later in the season. The second they switched to Fitzmagic, uh, it, it, Devontae Parker magically became a good wide receiver. I remember telling you every week, slowly as he started getting better and better and better, I was like, pick up Devontae Parker, pick up Devontae Parker. And he was like, dude, that's so gross. He's a dolphin. <laughs> I know. I had I had a very anti-dolphin <laughs> take for like the first 10 weeks. Yeah. So uh, And then Parker, obviously, you, you, you warmed a little bit. but I did. He was on the waiver wire for quite a while in our league Yeah, before he even got picked up. So um, he if he was he might have been a league winner in some leagues because of how well he played in the the week fourteen fifteen and sixteen stretch. So yeah. um, he was good. Uh, I don't expect that to continue next year. <laughs> so so uh, Keenan Allen. Well, it depends who the quarterback yeah. is. Um, Keenan Allen had two hundred nine fantasy points. Another guy that started slow. I mean, started fast and then collapsed. Just fell off the face of the earth and then had he had like seven straight eight finish. straight weeks of like seven eight fantasy points a game. Like it was bad. I I am like I told you I told you uh, on our our non-recorded show that <laughs> Keenan Allen w- I was I was reading through his stats and I was shocked by the fact that Keenan freaking Allen finished in the top ten because of how bad he was over those seven games. Yeah, <laughs> he did finish the season well, but man, oh man, it yeah he it was, was gross. Yeah, I, if Tyree Kill and Devonte Adams played full seasons. It's interesting as we go as we look through some of these. I don't want to get into the details and of Mike next. Keenan Allen would not have been top ten wide receiver. Oh no! Um, but I don't want to get into the ins and outs of next season on this particular podcast because we're just looking at last year's numbers and kind of going through them and seeing who finished where. But like next year, in terms of like, there's a lot of wide receivers that have major question marks. As to who they're gonna yeah. have as their quarterback, there's and, there are a lot. Yes, like Chris Godwin. In, in like I, I think we can both agree, Chris Godwin. You can even throw Mike guys Evans like in Cooper there. Cup, guys like um, Kenny Galladay, Devontae Parker. Like those guys should not be drafted in the top ten of wide receivers. Oh today. yeah, I mean yeah. like Chris Godwin maybe. Well, and, yeah, Godwin yes. and Cooper Cup yes, but like back end, but yeah, maybe Galladay nine or ten, yeah. but like Parker should not be drafted in the top ten, especially or if they draft a rookie quarterback. I don't want to draft Keenan Allen in the top ten of wide receivers. You know I don't what I mean? Yeah. So I like, I don't either. And then like you got the questions, you know, for the next guy, number nine, Amari Cooper at two hundred seven fantasy points. He also has question marks with a brand he new does. head coach. Now, can this new head coach turn him into Devonte Adams? I don't know. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? We'll talk about I that would when we say talk about I the Mike McCarthy hiring. Like Mark for more than those other few names you mentioned yeah, beforehand, no. but. Like he, he, I would draft Amari Cooper in the top ten. I would, but too. I, I would not draft not much a guy. I would not draft a guy like Devontae Parker, Keenan Allen, or even maybe Kenny Galladay in the top ten in terms of wide receivers. We're not yeah. talking about top ten of all players, but anyway. Um, so Amari Cooper comes in at nine. Number ten is the consistent Julian Edelman with two hundred six fantasy points. 
I actually think he's going to be underrated next year as well, but he comes it in and he gets... It, it depends on a lot of it things. It depends on... Like, it, this is going to be a weird year for fantasy football. I know. I can't wait to see... We got, what is it, March 13th is free agency. That's what I'm waiting for. March 13th. That's going to start it. Uh, Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears, if he had a good quarterback, would have been a top five wide receiver. But anyway, um, he had a decent year, um, and he was drafted, I think, late. Like, it was like, what was it, eighth or ninth round? Yeah. Um, and then you have Mike Evans, who if he played normal amount of time, he would have entered into that top 10 most likely. Um, Maybe even top, like. Yeah, but that just depends on if he, if, if he had three five-point games or, th- you know. What if it was two five-point and 130? <laughs> that would have got him in the top five. That would have got him. Great freaking question. But that that's your, top. that is your top 12 at the wide receiver position. Let's talk about the tight end position and then close out the show. We had Travis Kelsey at the top with 205. No surprise, no surprise there. Um, we were talking about this uh, before, but uh, the top three tight ends last year all had 200 fantasy points. Yeah. Um, and Travis Kelsey had like 245, I think, or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> so um, the fact that Travis Kelsey only scored 205, George Kittle had 180, and then Darren Waller had 176. The top three last year was a completely different beast. Yeah. Um, the... The Kittle would have probably had 200 if he played the last two games or close to it. Right. The point spread for tight ends was a lot wider this year in terms like there was a lot more guys finishing like last year you had I think it was the seventh guy finishing with 91 fantasy points or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and so this year a lot more spread out. It, 100 fantasy points goes all Which the way down to Jason made it even more of a reason not to draft a tight end very high. If you drafted Kelsey or Kittle, and I said this on the other show, it was still a little early for those guys. Yeah. But you didn't get burned. But anybody else you drafted high, O.J. Howard, Zach Ertz, uh, Evan Ingram. Right. Even Hunter Henry to an extent. Those guys all burned you. David Njoku. Right. Vance McDonald was drafted like the seventh round in a lot of leagues I was in. Right. Like you should have just waited till the end of the draft, got Hooper. Uh, You could have drafted Jared Cook. Yeah, Mark Andrews, or waited and got Darren Waller off right, the right now. I mean, as ter- in terms of next year, I think it's like tier one: Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, tier two: Waller, Andrews, Ertz, and maybe Hooper if he goes back to Atlanta. Depends on where Hooper goes. Depends on where Henry goes. Yeah. Um, I I don't even yeah. know if I want to rank Henry in the top five, but it really um, depends on where he yeah. goes and who's his quarterback is right. the bigger thing. Um, Waller had one seventy six. You had Mark Andrews at. Four, who had 175. Ertz had a down year with 171. Yeah. Hooper missed three games, scored 154 fantasy points. He was good in the early part of the season. I think he was tight end one before he got hurt. And then after he came back, he wasn't the same player. Um, and then you have Jared Cook, 146. Tyler Higby, 125. Hunter Henry, 122. Uh, Dallas Goder or Goddard. We'll um, see how that situation yeah. plays on the offseason. If Zach Ertz, uh, which I actually think there's a good chance he gets traded. Dallas Goddard becomes one of them is going to get traded, and whichever one is not traded, <laughs> yeah, I think ends up a, a top six, top seven wide a tight end at that point. So, and if it's Ertz, um, maybe top three again. I hope. Who knows? Yeah, Ertz is probably going to fall down in drafts too. But um, Gasicki, like Gasicki uh, is at one hundred and ten fantasy points. Uh, he, if he gets a good quarterback, could be good. And then Jason Witten with one hundred eight. Um, so an interesting year for the tight end position. Like I said, a lot more spread out. It didn't feel like, like in years past, it felt like the tight end position was so sparse. 
You were like, if you didn't have Kelsey, you didn't have yeah. Ertz, and you didn't have Kittle. That was what it was you last were like, year. You were like, what screwed. the freak do I do? And this year, like, if you had if you had Kelsey, you wrote you wrote him for the whole season. If you had Kittle, Kittle you wrote him for the whole season. Waller, Andrews, Ertz, Hooper, Hunter Henry. Even if you had Evan Ingram in games, he only yeah, played the beginning eight, of the season. Beginning of the season, but like you, you could make an argument for five or six guys that really yeah. helped your team, uh, despite the tight end position being so bad. So I don't know if this is what's going to be like next year, but I had, I'll yeah, tell you right now, not had, like this last year. I drafted Austin Hooper, dropped him and picked up Mark Andrews. Had a conflict of interest a day before the NFL season started. Picked up Darren Waller. It worked out and by one point. You would, you would, yeah, you would, you would have been fine with anyone. <laughs> either, of those either guys. way. Um, so yeah, Darren Waller and and Mark Andrews both like, but it's like I had three guys that I had on my team at respective times that, you that drafted all at in the, the top end six. or picked up off waivers. Yeah. So uh, do that in the tight end position. But anyway, do you have any more thoughts on the tight end position in that recap? Or? My my closing thoughts on that is just, <coughs> um, I just want to make a statement that uh, OJ Howard finished. 29th among tight ends. <laughs> and uh, like Blake a, Jarwin sounds like finished ahead of him. Oh, I am. That a, you're holding a grudge on that. I am. And forever will. Um, he is a free agent this year, I believe. OJ Howard? Yes. Yeah, and he'll be the last guy picked up. Probably re-signed by Oh, Tampa. gosh. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back to Tampa. Um, Not after that year. That'll do it for our fantasy football recap uh, episodes, part one and part two. We're going to go into further detail about all these players, what they did in 2019, and the prospects for them in 2020 in later episodes coming this month. Um, but uh, don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and talk to you on Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.